Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the end of all things. It's Casual Friday. Casual Friday, right before Halloween. We're ready to hang out. We're ready to have fun. We're ready to close up this week, hopefully a little better than we left it, and we're ready to talk about, I'm told, dogs today. After a lot of you recommended it coming off the press conference stream on Wednesday and the hangouts and headlines yesterday, uh, I decided to look into what articles I could find about Pepper the victim and emotional support dog of Waukesha County, Wisconsin. Uh, and so I was able to find some pictures of Pepper in action and a really good article that the Milwaukee Sentinel Journal, I think I got that order right, uh, did actually when Pepper was originally hired, which was just a few months before uh, the incidents at the Waukesha Christmas Parade. So uh, we've got a really good article to look at. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We've got a very good dog uh, talking to victims and otherwise doing a very uh, important and tough job uh, in Wisconsin. And we may or may not have a guest come on to this episode. I never know. Um, so I never like to hold anybody. Some people are interested in coming on to this one to talk about doggos. But uh, I never hold anybody to getting up at this time of the morning because sometimes it just doesn't happen. For the rest of you, where are you hanging out from? How are you doing this Friday? Is everybody ready to talk about casual stuff, dogs? I do want you to know. Pepper, the emotional support dog, did take the place of some articles I was going to do covering the absolute manic changes uh, in the DC movie sphere and, of course, the continuing long march through our cultural science fiction and fantasy institutions that is J.J. Abrams and his hit squad uh, with the announcements on Star Wars this week. Uh, so if you have any thoughts on those, any of the Doctor Who news, any of the very nerdy stuff we often talk about here on Casual Friday, uh, do feel free uh, to let me know in the comments. Uh, and we're going to have some fun today. Uh, it's it's important to not just focus on the worst possible things uh, that can happen. It's important not to just take every article super seriously. These are what I would call fluff articles, but it's all right because he's a fluffy dog. She's a fluffy dog. I apologize. Uh, I, uh, I have to get these get these down, uh, as I've said in the past, from in, for some reason in my head, you know, dogs are dogs are boys, cats are girls. That's just how I think about them. Uh, but that's not, in fact, the case or else they'd have very, very short um, societal lifespans. <laughs> in any event, good morning from Nevada, says Kim Farm. Good morning, Nevada. I hope you're ready to have a good day. Happy Friday from Boca Raton, Florida. Yellow emoji heart, coffee and a blue emoji heart. Probably maize emoji heart, if I'm being honest. Go blue. That's right, folks. Tomorrow is Michigan, Michigan State Day. Get your votes in now. Michigan Wolverines forever. It's going to be great. Michigan State has had Jim Harbaugh's number even in down years. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. But I'm feeling confident in my team. So I'm looking forward to it even more than usual. What are you doing for Halloween? You doing any special Halloween walks tonight? You have any trunk or treats? Uh, if, I'm always interested in what costumes people are wearing. What's popular this year, uh, my uh, my daughter, as you probably could guess from Gaming Dino, likes to make her own costumes. Uh, so she's got a really cool thing that is hard to describe. I think it's like a bear and a bat together with a lizard, maybe. And I know it has a name that I have forgotten. Maybe co-counsel can put it in the chat. Uh, but it should be awesome. What is everybody else doing? I'm going to be celebrating my college football team winning uh, and uh, hopefully having a good time. The other announcement I wanted to make, in case you didn't see it on Twitter, is that, as we mentioned yesterday, Ian, our lovely gnomish little guy friend, uh, is down with COVID. So we have effectively pushed the content-based Lawyers and Dragons tomorrow to next week. 
Uh, but we're going to have an episode where all of us are going to get together because we have the time slot already preserved, uh, except for Ian, who's going to get rest. Hopefully Ian's going to show up. I just know it. Uh, and uh, uh, we're going to talk about Lawyers and Dragons. We're going to talk about D&D. &D. We're going to talk about the journey from, uh, you know, Alita looking at the camera and saying, is this is where I make stuff up uh, to, you know, now uh, explaining everything to other people. Rob telling Natalie how to do things in the uh, in the special uh, diversionary week. And so. Uh, unfortunately, that's just the life. You got to work around these kinds of things, but uh, everybody's on board. Hopefully we'll have some fun. It's going to be completely loosey-goosey. So if you do have interest in Lawyers and Dragons, you have questions, You, we're going to have uh, a, a bit of time to chat with each other. Uh, let us know and I will try to, uh, I'll try to capture those questions and you can ask us whatever you want on Lawyers and Dragons, generally speaking. So Sue Lillard with a super chat. Thank you so much for the support, Sue. Listening as I'm jumping onto I uh, 131 North, heading towards Big Rapids, and you all are my co-pilots. Ghost emoji, jack-o'-lantern emoji, and orange and black hearts. It's Halloween time, everybody. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. What's your favorite horror movie? That'll be a good question. It's uh, I can't pull that. There's too many options, but I'd be interested to know uh, what you like to watch here in Halloween. Morning, Hogue family says Sugarmag78. Good morning, Sugarmag78. Get better, Ian. Absolutely. We want Ian to get better. I can assure you he is still texting up a storm. Uh, he is still tweeting up a storm. Uh, and he, he's got that uh, sleepy time, Ian, uh, uh, trying to fall asleep on the steps of the Johnny Depp v. Amber Heard courthouse vibe to him. I, I wish COVID on no one, uh, but funny Ian is funny Ian. So we can at least take the silver lining from that. Um, as Callista says, Ian is still being spicy on Twitter, though. It's a good sign. I think he's being more spicy than usual. He's taking out his frustrations with his body on Twitter. So it is amusing. Uh, Alexis, your family sounds awesome. I wish mine weren't so dysfunctional. I can assure you every family has dysfunction. And every family goes through relationship issues. But I'm very happy with mine. Um, and uh, I appreciate it. We are awesome. Get well, Ian. Go Spartans, says unnamed Firestorm. Yeah, go right out of the stadium and back home. Uh, I do. I, 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 I like Michigan state most of the time, except for the weeks we're, uh, we're looking at right now. Uh, a lot of good well wishes for Ian in the chat, which is fantastic here for lawyers and dragon shenanigans, lawyers and dragon shenanigans are tomorrow. Carrie, I'm just making announcements about lawyers and dragon shenanigans. Uh, but yeah, we'll have some fun. I, we can't. So here's the thing, right? Prior in the season, we could do some stuff with timing and whatnot. We do have an endpoint that we're trying to hit for this season. And so we're we're in plot mode. And basically all four of us need to be up and running. So we'll see uh, exactly what that timing looks like for the end of season one. But we work with what we got. And unfortunately, Ian got hit by the bug. And I hope he very much that he feels better very, very soon. We got some favorite horror movies. The Fog, John Carpenter, or like the remake. Nobody's going to say the remake to this. Uh, the Ring. Absolutely. Who isn't afraid of like long haired girls coming out of television screens? <laughs> is Pepper the new Camille Vasquez unexpectedly taking over coverage of the case? Well, the case is over, thankfully, at this point. And yeah, there'll be some victim impact statement scheduling on Monday. And then there'll be those statements. And uh, I'll probably be watching them with you at uh, Emily's stream, I would guess. Uh, but um, yeah, it's. It's nice to take the good out of something, right? And Pepper looks like a happy dog that's helping people. And isn't that nice to see in the context of a situation that is just so awful? Uh, so yeah, I, 
let let Pepper take over the coverage. Pepper is a nice thing to think about. Nazi, I have six kids, one in college and one under two. I'm over Halloween. Can we just skip it? Lol. I usually think of that as like a drunk emoji face, but I think it's just kind of like, um, yeah, I, hey, I, I can't blame you for that either, but uh, my kids are still young enough that it's fun. And I always love Halloween for the spookiness. Here in Michigan, it gets cold. It gets dark. October is a very kind of overcast month. Uh, and uh, right now, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm broadcasting this to you in the middle of the night. The middle of the night will return uh, before I'm done with work. So we're in those months now where um, I essentially don't get to see the sun uh, except for outside my window. And that's only sometimes. Uh, and uh, that's Michigan for you. Come, pure Michigan. Put the Tim Allen voice on. <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rabbit, I'm going to call a party file here. Rocky Horror Picture Show, despite horror being in the title, not a horror movie, but still fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think uh, when I was in high school, uh, we used to do the throw the things at the screen version of Rocky Horror. Now, that wasn't the original, just in case you think I'm uh, quite a bit older than I am. Uh, that was kind of a, uh, a high school teenager thing to do uh, because it was fun. It was fun. Uh, Jess Rubery says it's the ADHD even when you're sick, the brain doesn't stop. Uh, laughing emoji for Ian. Yeah, he's, he's he's tweeting up a storm. He's fun. Uh, for Runkle says Secret Big Squirrel, hit that like button, subscribe, click that bell. And help send more young elves to school. Yeah, do go like and subscribe at Runkle the Bailey. Uh, he'll love that. Uh, and uh, he deserves it. It's always it's always a bummer to see some, uh, somebody going through something and feeling so bad. Uh, so hopefully he feels better soon. Poltergeist, a good choice, Sue Lillard. I should watch Poltergeist with my daughter. Uh, the Grudge. That's one I haven't heard of in a while. I, the, the American or the Japanese version of the uh, of the Grudge. I've never seen Stephen King Rose Red. That's interesting. Halloween. Not not Halloween ends or or Halloween is over or Halloween this time mean we we mean business or Halloween Chapter Three. The original, yeah. Mike Myers Halloween, pretty cool. Uh, YouTube didn't want to give me any sound on your stream. Third time's the charm, I guess. Good morning, all. Hopefully sound is coming out. I think the chat would be more upset uh, with me if it wasn't coming out. The original When a Stranger Calls. I have not seen that one. I like that. I like that. Um, Endpoint, I don't like hearing that. Surely every end is the beginning of another season. Well, you know. Uh, we certainly have plans behind the scenes, but you never know exactly how things are going to go for everybody. And we want to be as open as possible to differing possibilities for what folks want to do with Lawyers and Dragons. But I can tell you that everybody is enthusiastic about pursuing it, but we also want to have a relatively complete story uh, to have been telling you <laughs> for a season. Uh, and so we do have plans for that as well. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. I prefer comedy subverted horror films. I think for my favorite comedy uh, horror film is Cabin in the Woods. That's what I tend to like. I never watch horror movies. Watched Blair Witch Project as a kid, and I'm scarred forever from that. It's funny as I can still remember I was working at my mall. Malls were places where a bunch of stores were put together in one location uh, back in the day. Uh, I was working at Electronics Boutique, and uh, we got uh, free tickets to uh, Blair Witch after our shift. So it started at like 11 p.m. or something. And I remember standing in the parking lot afterwards with my 
with my buddies from the store and uh, been like, huh, that one kind of gets under your skin. Uh, you look at it now, and of course, very little happens in it vis-a-vis uh, -vis horror itself. Uh, but after a long day of work, in the dark of night, with no cars on the road, in uh, in little tiny Michigan, you're like, hmm, hmm. I love the innkeepers. That's uh, Ty West, right? And Oculus. I can't choose between them. All right. Those are those are interesting choices. I like that. Uh, my favorite scary movie is Deep Blue Sea. Not a fan of things that want to scare me. Okay. I, I love it. If it gives you that tension, you can watch whatever uh, you like for this kind of season in the horror movies in general. So uh, definitely Deep Blue Sea works for me. Skew SME. I'd like to celebrate Parag getting the boot from Twitter. As many of you may have seen after we did our hangouts and headlines yesterday about it being a little jumping of the gun. Uh, it does, in fact, look like the deal was closed at about 8 or 8.30 p.m. last night. And closed is going to be in quotes there because chances are money doesn't change hands that late. That's not generally how bank transfers work. Uh, so it, it's going to be closed effective that night, I would say. And then it's almost certainly going to be transfers of money and things today. Uh, and I believe Twitter has been pulled off the stock exchange uh, because, well, it's going to be bought out when that money changes hand. There's not going to be public stock out there uh, anymore. So you can't move it around. And yeah. Uh, Elon Musk appears to own Twitter right now. If you were on Twitter at all last night, I think I posted the gif of Bill Murray and Ghostbusters saying cats and dogs sleeping together, mass hysteria. Uh, Twitter was a fun place to observe. Uh, and as a guy that's relatively neutral-ish on Elon Musk, I don't love how he does business. I don't love the kind of texts and, and uh, uh casualness that he treats serious inquiries and things like that um i still agree with this i think agrawal was taking twitter in exactly the wrong direction and i had said that november of last year if you want to go watch that particular video he didn't last a year uh, but i asked if what he had said and what his philosophy was was going to break twitter and potentially break cda section 230 and all of social media interneting as we know it uh so i was not a fan um, and I'm interested to see what the new guy can do, but we'll see. He is um, he is a wild card actor who just spent $44 billion. Whoo. Scream, Silent Hill, Hellraiser, Trick or Treat. I love Trick or Treat. That is my guilty pleasure horror movie. Trick or Treat is an anthology movie that is a goofy, kind of campy uh, take on horror movies, but also has like, you know, the usual stuff in horror movies. So... Check that one out. Oh, I love Trick or Treat. They're working on a Trick or Treat too, I believe. That'll almost certainly be disappointing. That's kind of how this works, but I'm looking forward to it. The Evil Dead. Evil Dead is fun, right? It's serious, but also goofy. Sam Raimi, good stuff. Speaking of Michigan State, folks, um, uh, Sam Raimi. Good morning, Hogue fam, says Disney Nerd 85. About to head back home from our Disney trip, sadly, but we'll be glad to be home. Know that feeling. That's when you got the length of your vacation correct is when it's like, oh, I like it here, but I'm ready for my own bed, etc. We've got Phantasm, Japanese grudge for sure. What are you even talking about, Hope? <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, Phantasm I haven't seen. The only thing I know about Phantasm is that like the orbs were the inspiration for uh, calling uh, Captain Phasma Phasma in uh, the series that I can't remember the name of, The Force Awakens. <laughs> 28 days later, do you like 28 days later or 28 weeks later? 
I like them both for different reasons. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street will always be my favorite. Now, here's something I didn't realize. You might be surprised by this since I was covering Depp v. Heard so much. Johnny Depp is in Nightmare on Elm Street. I had no idea. I had no idea. I was just watching it the other day. I had not seen Nightmare on Elm Street in a long time. And he's not playing a typical Johnny Depp kind of character. He's just a dude. Uh, and uh, he's he's in Nightmare on Elm Street, which is which is pretty wild. Sinister or Room 1408, both underrated horrors, in my humble opinion. I like 1408. If I recall correctly, I like I like like the director's cut ending of 1408 better than the theatrical, something along those lines. Um, and I have not yet seen Sinister. I did see uh, IGN on the video game side post something that says science has proven Sinister is the scariest movie of all time, which at least made me intrigued. Uh, I don't even recall anything about that movie, but I might pick that one up here at the end of Halloween. I really enjoy paranormal shows, but scary movies aren't my cup of tea. That is totally all right. They're not co-counsel's cup of tea either. Um, I'm the major scary movie aficionado in this house, uh, and I think they're a lot of fun, but there's a lot of bad ones. I think the problem with scary movies or horror movies in general is that you've got a high ratio of movies that are not great, and sometimes you don't know that before you go in. Uh, so this is why it's I like these conversations because there's a lot of referrals, a lot of word of mouth with respect to horror movies because there is so much kind of noise to signal. Emily Aarons, I don't watch horror unless you count Hitchcock. I'm too squeamish. I do count Hitchcock. Hitchcock is awesome. Hitchcock is really great. Uh, and you can see exactly how much fright you can get uh, or tension you can get without showing anything, right? Which is awesome. That's amazing. Uh, and I, I tend to like Hitchcock very, very much. Uh, and in fact, I, I think I've been on this channel in this space uh, advocating for a movie called Rope that I really, really enjoy that doesn't get talked about quite enough. Oh, did you dress as a character for Rocky Horror? Oh, we're getting personal now. People need to know I went as Columbia more than once. So fun. I did not dress as a character, uh, but I did have, uh, I think, squirt guns. I'm trying to remember Rocky Horror. This is in high school, folks. I, I had squirt guns and rice. I think were handed out um, to do this as kind of a fun teenage thing. Um, and there were people dressed in, uh, in clothes. Uh, but uh, no, I wasn't in a costume myself specifically. <laughs> that would have been fun though. Uh, Sleepy Hollow and the Adams family, Sleepy Hollow, Johnny Depp, uh, Adams family. Um, yeah, those are good movies. Those are fun movies. Uh, we're going to the drive-in this weekend. We will be watching Black Adam, but leaving before the new Halloween movie. No desire to see it. We will have our toddler granddaughter with us. Yeah, I don't know anything about... I, I can't remember the word. Is it... I think Halloween Ends was the last one, so I don't know what the current name of Halloween is. I apologize. Oh, my God, you're having to explain what malls were. Kind of a joke. I think malls, people still understand what a mall is, even if they're just fans of Stranger Things Season 3 or what have you. But I don't know about you guys. The, the malls in my location where I worked, where I spent time, they are like wastelands now. There's there's nothing there. So it's it's a new world. The bouncing camera and Blair Witch made me so nauseous I couldn't pay attention. It's part of the horror. You're feeling a little sick. The truth is, in terms of the found footage stuff, and this is going to sound funny because it's not a great movie, I actually feel more empathy towards, like, the Cloverfield characters uh, and them dealing with the giant Godzilla monster. And I like the concept of getting that view from the ground on that stuff. But um, 
Yeah. Yeah. They're not good people. So it's all right to see them stomped and whatnot. Horror movies are my jam, says Sherry. Uh, I also teach a course on horror supernatural fiction. Loving this thread. Animals and horror. Doggos. Horror movies. It's Casual Friday, folks. We talk about absolutely whatever. Not a fan of horror at all, but tempted to watch Barbarian as I heard it's very good. Just need to pluck up the courage first. Barbarian is on the potential list for tonight if we do a double feature. So as I've said before, we do Friday night horror movies in October uh, with a friend of mine and recently my eldest daughter who sees things she probably shouldn't, but uh, it deals with it all right and loves October like I do. Uh, and Black Phone and Barbarian are the potentials for tonight, I believe, uh, with Black Phone coming first because she really wants to see that one. Britt Cormier with a $10 super chat, Britt. Thank you so much for supporting the channel, really, all the time. Uh, morning all, favorite horror movie is Hellraiser, even though it was not as scary as The Exorcist. I was like eight when I first saw Exorcist. Maybe that is why I do not agree with Hogue on entertainment. <laughs> Britt, you are so supportive except when it comes to my views on reviewing movies and things. It is hilarious, and I love it. Um, the Exorcist plays better when you're younger, and I don't know that it holds up quite as well as I would hope. But uh, Hellraiser is a, a fun movie. I'm assuming you're talking about the original and not the Hulu remake. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think... I prefer kind of an existential dread. I've said this before. I like some weird horror movies, uh, but I like I like that dread feeling. I like the feeling in uh, Annihilation, the movie with Natalie Portman. I like the feeling in The Ring. The Ring, to me, has real dread in it throughout its running time, uh, and I really like that. Uh, SCJ643, I have a Halloween tradition of watching the vampire anime Shiki. The license expired for it, so you can't stream it, but I have the Blu-rays. Awesome. Yeah, isn't that fun? Where because of stupid streaming license rights, you can have a collectible for at least a time uh, while they people figure their stuff out or don't. Uh, so enjoy that. I don't know that anime, uh, but it sounds, sounds Halloween-y. 448 Claire has become a YouTube member. Welcome to the community, Claire. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a good time here. Uh, Secret McSquirrel, this is Aussie Troll talking to Secret McSquirrel. Halloween is slowly getting larger in Australia, but the accepted rule here is no light, no decoration, no knock. Isn't that the accepted rule everywhere? That's our rule too. You turn everything off if you're not going to be there or if you just don't want to participate, and then you skip that house if you're out on the street. Sometimes you'll still get people that come and knock, but generally speaking, that's the rule. Does misery count? Still gives me nightmares. Misery absolutely counts. Absolutely counts. Uh, I don't have a Twitter, so Elon's not a problem for me. Don't eat, don't worry, Elon will make an IPO for Twitter soon. It's hard to say. I mean, Elon, I can't predict Elon. I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna level with you. I have no idea. Uh, but at least what he has gone out there with recently is effectively that this can't make money, um, and so I'm gonna take it private because if I own all the shares. I don't have to breach a fiduciary duty to myself. And that goes away if you go public. Now, money's still important, uh, but he has billions of dollars, even if he just burned 44 of them in a fire. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I have no idea. It's going to be fun to watch. Moby became a YouTube member. Welcome, Moby. I hope you have a wonderful time in the community. Thank you so much. We got other people saying they don't have Twitter, so they're not worried. You can go watch. It's interesting. <clears throat> Recently, been watching the Final Destination films, which were a lot of ridiculous fun, though. 
I like Final Destination as well. But the thing I always hated about Final Destination is like, there's no winning. There's no, there's nothing to actually fight against. There's, there's it's just a parade of, of horrible things happening uh, to admittedly often horrible teenage characters. Uh, but it's not, it's not uh, it, 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 an, an intellectual exercise. Let's go with that. Uh, thanks to the person who suggested the topic yesterday. It's the perfect casual Friday topic. Yeah, we're going to talk about a cute dog. We're going to talk about horror movies. We're going to talk about Michigan football, which I know everybody here agrees is the best college football team in the land. And there are no other teams. I don't have to say go any other kind of college football teams. Never happens in this space. <laughs> Who's your boyfriend now, Nancy? Uh, Johnny's first movie. And yeah, I was watching it the other day and it's like, and the credit is something like, I'm going to get this wrong, but it's like introducing John C. Depp or something like that. And I was like, it's got to be the same Johnny Depp, right? And if you go and you watch it, it's, he's got the poofy 80s hair. He doesn't he doesn't look particularly memorable. Um, it's uh, it's very impressive. One of Depp's first movie roles was Nightmare on Elm Street. Love that movie. So genre bending with all slashers that were out. Yeah. Sinister was too scary for me. The short films were too realistic. I, I don't know anything about Sinister. Sounds fun, though. Don't watch Sinister with the Hoaglings. This is fair. This is a good tip. And did anybody say Crimson Peak already? Crimson Peak is a movie I admire more than I love. Uh, but I love the costumes. I, I love Guillermo del Toro. I love ghost stories. I, I, I like Crimson Peak a lot. But it does have a certain hollowness for me. Uh, that I wish I liked it more. I wish I liked it more. Last Indiana Jones was horror. Well, not the movie, but what the directors did in the movie. Ooh, sassy. Don't worry. We've got the directors coming back for more Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford will be wheeling around in a wheelchair. Um, not a big horror fan other than Supernatural. Supernatural nails so many horror beats. You can watch, I don't even know, 250 horror movies with Supernatural. So if you'd like Supernatural, that, that counts. Psycho from Sue Lillard. Classic always at the top end of like classic movie lists. It's unfortunate that basically you couldn't grow up without knowing the twist of psycho. So by the time you see it, you're like, yeah, all right. Nightmare on Elm Street was Johnny Depp's first audition and first acting job. These are things I literally did not know until I, I watched it. I just did not remember at all. Cause it's just so not a Johnny Depp kind of performance. The original Cloverfield is the only movie that managed to scare me, so it's got to be that one, right? I think Cloverfield, as much of a silly nothing movie as it is, um, has a lot of good things going for it. And I wish they had kind of proceeded to check that out. Evil Dead Trilogy is fantastic. Army of Darkness is my favorite there, which I don't really count as horror, but I love the comedy in Army of Darkness. Exorcist. Halloween Ends is the current movie, but it's not worth watching. Fantastic. I have no idea what the previous Halloween was called then. I'm still missing one of the two really recent Halloweens. I'm going to try to skip ahead a little bit here as we get close to the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, Session 9 is the best horror movie most people haven't seen. I've heard of it. Have not seen it. You're right there. Have to admit it. Saw Blair Witch with three friends at the cinema when released. I loved it. One loved it. Oh, I loved it. One hated it. And one fell asleep. Three totally different opinions on it. I think that's the Blair Witch experience. You have to really just be willing to put yourself out there. The Witch is actually kind of fun. I like the atmosphere. I adore The Witch. I adore The Witch. I do have to put subtitles on very often. They they grumbled English in The Witch. 
Um, but the witch is great. Love the witch. Yes, tonight is Barbarian. Going to give Barbarian a try, certainly, whether it's tonight or another night. Uh, check out Insomniac Films. They're just starting up. Great talent and love for horror. It's funny. I think of Insomniac. I think of Ratchet and Clank. Now, a horror movie about Ratchet and Clank would be an interesting one. It'd be like Five Nights at Freddy's or something. Cujo and Pepper, opposite ends of animal behavior. Bring it all together. Bring it all together, Deidre. I love it. Thank you so much. Barbarian goes off the rails in the second half. Five out of ten. Better than Halloween ends, though. We'll see. I've heard that the different acts have different uh, have different structures and different qualities. So, so we'll see. The Ring is the reason I no longer watch horror. I had nightmares for weeks after that one. I love The Ring. The Ring taps into something. Uh, Naomi Watts is great in it. Um, I don't I don't know why she didn't have a, a bigger career. Honestly, Sue Lillard, Prince of Darkness, creeped me out. Prince of Darkness. Uh, what do I like from that era? Um, like uh, Mouth of Madness. <laughs> uh twilight zone is still unbeaten and really scary ideas in my view as a show yes twilight zone is the best twilight zone doesn't need all that violence doesn't need anything it's on broadcast tv for heaven's sake but uh, so many of those episodes end with this notion of like oh my god that would be terrible oh my goodness uh and i i loved it as a kid i watched so much twilight zone i want to get my daughter into twilight zone because it is that intellectual uh kind of horror cabin in the woods is great too I love Cabin in the Woods, but it's manic. <laughs> Go Penn State. Well, they're not playing us. We can always root for whoever's playing Ohio State. Sure. Sure. Oh, please. I assume this is what I'm talking about, Michigan. Uh, it's all right, Aviation Fanatic. Hey, we got guests. It's Rob of Law and Lumber, folks. Hey. Tyler, are you doing this morning, Rob? <clears throat> I was fine until we started talking about horror movies. Oh, yeah? You're not a big fan? I hate horror movies. You hate horror movies. No, I no. So I agreed with you on the movie Annihilation. I, I love Annihilation. It was a great movie. Um, no, I had I had a bad experience with a, a doll, like as growing up, like so Chucky. My brother would torment me with that movie. <laughs> I like your description. I was I was gonna ask, like, oh wow, you had a bad experience with a doll and you you actually lived a horror movie. Well, Rick, one of the dolls came to life this one time and threw my uncle down the stairs. Uh, and we had to fight it. We had to get uh, some priests in there. We uh, got rid of the demons in the in the doll. There was there was no fighting, and there were no priests, but there was a doll, and it was. You remember the old? So my grandmother had all these dolls um, that she passed down to my younger sister. Yeah, and the dolls had little eyes that popped open, right? Sure. So my my mom told me to go put something away in my sister's room. So I go and I put something away in my sister's room, and I go and close the door to her closet. And as I'm closing the door to the closet, there's a stupid doll that's sitting there on the side of the, on the side of the desk. And the eye, like one eye was like flicked like down like that. The second I shut the door, the eye flicked open. That's great. That's great. My, uh, and, and I think my uh, lifelong, not exactly fear, but discomfort with clowns comes from the fact that my Nana who had her the pinball machine, which I loved, in the basement, and it was all dim and dark, like a 1950s, 1960s house would be, had these, like, uh, paintings of clowns across the basement and kind of old Norman Rockwell-esque type-looking clowns, and you'd be in the dim light, and they'd just stare at you, and they were, like, nailed to the wall. So you couldn't turn them over. You couldn't get them down. <sighs> Youth. 
youth. But that's the fun of horror movies. You can feel something uh, while you watch these things. Yeah, you wow. can feel trauma like working into your system that lasts a lifetime. <laughs> well, maybe. We'll see. We'll see if I'm ruining my eldest daughter who has participated now in the second October of horror movies. Uh, and uh, she she loves dark stuff, right? She's a, she's a writer at heart. She might go on to do writing at some level um, as, as an adult and narrative analysis. That's why she does postmortems with me and things like that. Um, but she likes dark twists. She likes that kind of stuff. She really loved uh, some of those movies that have those. And then we got real horror, right? We got the real horror here from Aviation Fanatic. Go Buckeyes, I have to say, because Super Chat and those are the rules. Uh, but uh, we'll see you. In a, we'll see you in November. We'll see you. Uh, hi, so, how are you doing other than other than us talking about horror movies, Rob? I don't know. Last night was almost a horror movie with my wolf pack. I mean, we just eked it out against Virginia Tech, but <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are you guys have one of those years. Michigan has those years too. Get unlucky, injury bug, make it through some games. Yeah, yeah, you make I know it. it. But, you know, working on uh, putting out video content today, Friday Night Frenzy tonight. There you Warriors go. Warriors and Dragon question and answer session tomorrow. What a day. What a weekend. What a life. You're going to get a lot of questions. I know, Rob. We're going to get, you know, how did you get involved in this? How scared were you at the beginning? What is it that is most like you and Ghostblade? What qualities do you share? We got all sorts of opportunities to answer these questions, folks. Giddy tomorrow. Sparkle farts. There is chaos to spread. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and uh, what, are you, what are you talking about on Friday Night Frenzy tonight? Do we know? I think we're going to do a little uh, Brooks postmortem. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Musk because, oh my gosh. Twitter is amazing. About, you you want to talk about a horror show. <laughs> there are so many people who are living their worst life right now on Twitter. I, I don't want to look. I, I know some people take it legitimately seriously, and I'm very sorry if you were like traumatized by this. But, but as a guy that has seen a lot of mergers and acquisitions, and hey, Elon Musk may ruin it all in the future, I, I, I still say 99 times out of 100, whatever you're doing on Twitter right now is not going to change. Whatever, whoever the head of Twitter is, did you notice when Jack Dorsey was, was replaced by Paragagarwal? Did you? No. It's a different guy. And as much as Elon likes to tout, uh, we'll see exactly what he decides to do on a major basis. I, I suspect it will be minimal. So we'll see. Yeah. I just but, love that, the, that everyone thinks that they have this power. Like the, the employees writing the – all the employees uh, saying, I have these demands. And like, oh, that's you, interesting. Rob's giving away my virtual legality material because I'm almost <laughs> certainly going to parse the open letter from the employees where I have to be very – very unfortunate and say, folks, folks, um, you don't you don't control this company and this is going to go very poorly for you. <laughs> yes, especially if you wrote that letter on company equipment. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I, I understand the feeling. I understand, honestly, you know, having been at a place of work and then having what you view as like the exact alternate of what you want to be working for uh, take over. That can't be fun. Uh, but it's it's amusing. There's amusements happening uh, with people losing their minds. It's still business, folks. It's still business. With Your Bird says, don't like scary stuff, but would recommend the French-Canadian thriller horror film 5150 Elms Way. I've never heard of this with your birds. 
I should be I should have a notepad. I'm going to go back over the tape on this because I love scary movie recommendations. Uh, when it comes to random movies that nobody's ever heard of, I like to recommend Lake Mungo, which I believe is Australian. Um, I know people have mentioned it as I've mentioned it before here in the uh, October chats, but Lake Mungo, very little gore. I don't think there's any gore, uh, but that'll get some dread into you. <laughs> Rob's looking out. He's going to watch Lake Mungo right after he gets off this video. And Rob is here with us because he wants to talk about emotional victim support dogs. Um, and so he, he's here not for this horror movie conversation. So we're going to get some through some super chats. We're going to change over to the headlines. Rob knows that we do headlines at eight, comes in at eight, rolls in, ready to go. Here's Papa Hogue calling in from Parts Unknown, Twilight Zone, best episode, top five. I adore this series, which is often written and directed by Rod Serling. I like, we get, we're, like, we're getting a little like uh, American Movie Institute here. Clowns were painted by Red Skelton, in case anyone here even knows who that is. Oh, Nana's Clowns? <laughs> uh, that would be Papa Hogue's mother. Uh, and so he has a even more uh, strong relationship with the clown paintings. They were frightening, Dad. They were absolutely frightening. Uh, but uh, apparently they were painted by a person by the name of uh, Red Skelton, which I think is a comedian, yep. if I'm wrong. Okay, so uh, the question, though, because he super chatted me, and you don't have to do this, Dad. We can just talk. Um, Twilight Zone best episode. The episode that I tend to think of for Twilight Zone is Eye of the Beholder, um, which, of course, is the episode where uh, the, uh, the star is under wraps, for 90% of the running time and they take the wraps off and you realize that she's beautiful. And then the camera spins around to show just horrifying makeup on everybody else um, that just stuck in my head. I can see it right now getting the sweats. Uh, so I love that one. Top five includes things like Time Enough at Last, Burgess Meredith. I always think of that. Um, what else is a really fantastic Twilight Zone episode? Um, the one where they go to space and come down and have to realize that they're all crazy. I don't know. I, I need a little bit more time. I like the one where the monks are talking about whether or not they have Satan locked up with the monk staff and, uh, and Satan convinces the guy to let him out. It's good stuff. Rick Cormier, you talking about college football. I thought Michigan stopped having a team when they lost in the big house to a D two school. I, I saw that come in and I was like, shots fired, <clears throat> shots fired, Britt. Who has a team called the Wolfpack? Is that a real school's team? It has shots fired, Brett. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> Brett, I'm going to allow this because you paid me. But outside of that, I do like I do like a little trash talk in football land. So you, you're allowed to. Yeah, we lost to Appalachian State. Not our finest hour. That's also the first game of college football that the Big Ten Network broadcast. So people had to go find it on whatever channel. And then uh, they was, saw it on repeat for the rest of the year. Every single time. So there's two things that I get on repeat. Like now it's every anniversary of Michigan dropping that punt and Michigan state running it in for a touchdown with no time. And it's Appalachian state. Uh, I think either blocking or blocking. Just that field goal. And uh, it's wow. It's good times. It's good that Michigan is popular enough that these folks think they can get that shot and fried from showing those clips all the time. Unfortunately, just so many other teams aren't even popular enough for us to highlight their losses that they don't, they're, they're not proud of, but it's all right. It's not easy being a Wolverine. It's not easy being blue. Jennifer Foley. Did anyone think magic was scary? Magic. Magic. 
I don't recognize that movie name, Jennifer. I'm very sorry. I magic like in magic my head. The Gathering. It's like, a card game. Did, did they make a? Did they make a movie out of it? No, it's going to be before Magic: The Gathering. Huh. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Jennifer Foley. I'll look out for your chat if you can describe it a little bit better and I will let you know if I've ever seen it. Uh, Aviation Fanatic, Rob, I love that NC State is not just a basketball school anymore. Good luck. Yeah, it's, I love it too. It's, it's going to be a tough season to watch, losing your starting quarterback and then... Mm. But go Wolfpack. Go Pack. Uh, Caitlin Klein does say Red Skelton is good old comedy. And I just want to make sure we're caught up so that we can talk about good doggos. Stargazer Dragons, I inherited the entire Red Skelton clown painting set from my mom. They are still in boxes 10 years later. No way they are going up on my walls. Maybe bring them out for Halloween next year. I I, I don't know if I was traumatized as a young person, but I certainly still remember them. So we can uh, we can go with that. Dimly lit paintings of clowns is um something no there. that's it's just no uh cheers to you nana still they had that awesome pinball machine which is now in my basement love you guys okay let's talk about speaking of the emotional support i need let's talk about uh let's talk about some dogs uh let's get up this up here all right, so we've got Pepper, the emotional support dog here. I just paused this here. And this, this is a very short kind of stub article here from WISN ABC. Waukesha Parade Victims, the Daryl Brooks trial that we've all been watching, comforted by Labrador Retriever during trial. Pepper is funded through a grant where prisoners actually train the comfort dogs. And we're going to get a lot more detail on this. But I wanted a, a little picture of Pepper. Okay, we're not trying to <laughs> take all that. Victims who spent countless hours at the Waukesha County Courthouse had a special room and a special four-legged friend to comfort them throughout the trial. WISN 12 News got to meet Pepper, the county's first, or the county's comfort dog. The Labrador Retriever spent time with victims during the three-and-a-half-week trial. Pepper is funded through a grant where prisoners actually train the comfort dogs. That's 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 the article. Uh, so that's not, it's not super useful in terms of information, but we've got more, and we've got pictures. So we've got Bruce Harrison here, a, a reporter. Oh, yeah, the puppers. The pep, pepper, the victim assistance dog, is checked out. She's had an incredibly long trial. Good dog. <laughs> Apologies for the angle. I mean, this is just, just right. That's I'm awesome. And then this is the press conference podium. These are pictures from the from the conference, right? Pepper's there. You see Pepper. We're all introduced to Pepper. And then Pepper's like, is that it? I'm done. We're, we're good. And I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean you do gotta love it this is the, the sleep of the dogs you, i want to sleep like this <laughs> uh, and we got a picture from uh chanley painter that actually um put up that the heart i believe is uh, this is not actually in the photo this is added by ms painter um but you see uh pepper doing what she does uh with one of the victims who, who lost someone in the incidents here uh, and I'm, uh, we're, we're highlighting the dog here uh, more than the victim, but you can see just kind of looking, supporting, emotionally being there for the dog. And uh, Rob, as we go into why Pepper is in Waukesha and what she does, I know that you said when you you said, hey, give me the link for this one. Um, you've been advocating for this in your neck of the woods. Oh, I love this. I love this. Um, this. Uh, so this was a trial where you got to see the 
emotional support dog in an adult setting. And that's where the dog can get highlighted because this is a trial where it's public. Where these programs have the most effect is in juvenile court proceedings when you've got children that are either testifying or children that are in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. um, and having the dog there in a lot of these proceedings is it's insanely helpful. Uh, you have a, a child who's who's locked up because they're having to talk to either a judge or they're they're having to talk about an experience they went through that was traumatic in its own right, but the information is in their head and and unless it comes out of their head and into and vocalized, then the right thing can't happen. So it's you're trying not to re-traumatize the child by having them testify to this, but you need the information from them. It, it right. is such a hard situation. And having programs like this where the dog will actually accompany the child to the stand and the child in the middle of a question can look down and pet the puppy and the puppy can have his, his head on the child's lap. It, it is amazing what you see with these children. They just all of a sudden they get completely distracted. They're petting the dog and they just they just start talking, honestly. Um, so any dollars that can be spent towards these programs, I want to see it spent towards these programs. I think that's awesome, Rob. I actually didn't know anything about animals in this setting whatsoever until Pepper is there at the press conference. So I'm really glad that you can be on this episode because the kids is going to be one of the things that the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel here talks about. And interestingly enough, so this article trained by inmates, Waukesha County's new service dog provides comfort and emotional support to victims. We look at this date. It's April 2021, right? It's it's the fourth month of the year when what's going to happen in that parade is coming in November, seven months later. And we're going to hear all about it. The dog was specifically brought in. Here's Pepper. Oh, God. Um, the dog was specifically brought in uh, to talk, uh, to talk. The dog doesn't talk, folks. I know it's, it's a very sensitive animal, uh, but it does not talk. Uh, but to, to help kids in those settings. Uh, and uh, we'll get some stats here as we look through this article. But you can see Pepper's ready to go. Uh, Waukesha, despite her name, Pepper has what safely can be called a sweet disposition. Surrounded by a score of criminal justice students Monday at Waukesha County Technical College in Pewaukee, Pepper enthusiastically made the rounds, greeting each student, checking out each bystander, and generally settling down in the middle of the crowd on hand to meet her. What's more, she loves kids, her handler said. It's that disposition, along with the ability to respond to 60 canine commands. I don't even I don't even know what I, I don't respond to 60 adult commands. I don't I don't know 60 commands. I don't think, you know, <laughs> in, in Lawyers and Dragons land, we I, I have the command spell and constantly I'm like, I could just say, like, you know, fall over. Uh, but, but I don't I, I, I struggle to come up with commands at all. So understanding 60 is pretty impressive. That makes her an ideal trained companion and an important new part of Waukesha County's Victim Witness Assistance Program. Officials say, we are excited to say that we have hired a very good girl, said Jennifer Dunn, director of the Victim Witness Program and Pepper, Pepper's handler for its fa uh, facility dog component several years in the making. More importantly, she is calm and gentle and loves attention, especially from children. That's important because it's the children the Victim Witness Assistance Program has in mind. So exactly what you were saying, Rob, is that getting that information out of uh, people that are traumatized is a tricky thing, and you don't want to re-traumatize victims, especially like kids. Pepper's job is to provide companionship 
and comfort to child and adult victims of crime. Dunn said, typically meeting with victims during prosecutor interviews and trial preparation and waiting with witnesses before they have to testify. Uh, so, and you, you saw in the tweets, one of the things that was happening with this particular uh, support dog is that they had a room uh, at the trial where Pepper was and was walking around with people that could be called to testify, would be called to testify, other victims of the of the situation, uh, and uh, providing that emotional support, like we saw in the in the Chandler picture, you know, right here, which is lovely, honestly. In her first three months on the job, she has already been involved in thirty one cases. This is a working dog, mm -hmm. usually, usually involving children, sometimes in crimes as delicate as SA. Her presence can assist in reducing victims' anxiety and stress while they participate in the justice system. Pepper, a purebred Labrador retriever, is nationally certified, trained to recognize and respond to dozens of commands. Unlike police dogs, her role favors gentle comfort, and the commands reflect that responsibility. Yeah, you wouldn't want a police dog in this role, generally speaking. Um, training from unexpected source. And then we get the second component of this story, but that, that's... That's overall exactly as Rob described. They Waukesha County says we've got these particular witnesses, we've got these particular victims. In order to see justice served, we have to have them participate. And let's just be frank, that sucks. You've had mm -hmm. something bad happen to you. That's not a pleasurable experience. Even if you want to see uh, someone punished or otherwise get justice served for your county or for yourself, uh, well, I feel blessed you, I haven't had to deal with that. You saw it in the DA's press conference. When the DA is talking about it, as attorneys, this is something that people look at attorneys and they say, well, you guys ask these questions. You guys are these terrible people. No, we're not. We really, 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 a lot of times we don't want to ask the questions. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to ask the questions. I don't want to have to re-traumatize you. It, it hurts me watching you testify the way you are. Like that yeah. DA asking questions, you you would you could see and feel the resistance that she had in asking some of those questions. But you and have I, to get the answer. And I love, I don't know if you watched it, Rob, but I love at the press conference, she gets asked the question about like, what did she change when when uh, Brooks is, you know, going crazy on witnesses? Mm -hmm. And um, and she says, well, we we went back to our plan and basically said, who can we drop? Yeah. Uh, who, who can we not have to ask to go through this? Because this is insane. And out the witnesses they didn't absolutely need. And they put up Mr. Bonesteel, who looked like he could squash anyone who asked him a bad question. <laughs> well, exactly right. Right. <laughs> because I was on with Emily uh, while you were in Vegas, Rob. And uh, Peter Trago said the right thing, which is like, well, you could do, you could do really horrible stories about everything that happened there. And they didn't do that. And I was wondering why. And I think you got that a little bit in the press conference, which is. We went to the bare minimum to meet the elements and to not have people go through the, the Daryl Brooks show. Uh, and I thought that was I thought that was a really insightful answer and a really important one. And yeah, Pepper's Pepper's part of look, I know folks uh, can agree or disagree with how the judge ultimately handled Daryl Brooks. And I, I, I tend to decide that it's too lenient, but that we have a record now that's that's very resistant to appeals. But however you feel about it, it is clear that the, the Waukesha Justice Department was very concerned with trying to treat the victims with dignity. And I always like to see that. Um, and I think Pepper's a part of that. And let's let's talk about how Pepper came to be, because this is an interesting part of the story. You'd probably never guess who the trainers for Pepper are. It is inmates at Oshkosh Correctional Institute, as well as volunteers from the organization that made it possible. 
Dunn said that the Waukesha County Witness Victim Assistance Program worked closely with Journey Together Service Dog, a nonprofit organization that provides highly trained service dogs to veterans, crime victims, and agencies. What's unique about JTSD is that it teaches prison inmates the skills they need to assist in prison dog training programs. In this instance, Pepper was raised and trained for her career of helping crime victims, Dunn said. I work very closely with Journey Together. I can't say enough about what an amazing program it is. I have been a victim advocate for 27 years since graduating law school, and that program really broadened my view of rehabilitation opportunities for offenders. I think Pepper is the best example of restorative justice I've heard of, inmates training a dog to help victims. And restorative justice is an important concept. If you haven't been in law school, it's basically the opposite of retributive justice. It's what is the prison system? What are the cages designed to do? Yes, punish. We want to disincentivize people out there in the world from doing bad things. But also as a society, can we make it so that those people that are in those situations that have done those bad things and are serving their time, can we rehabilitate them? Can, can we do things that get them back out and, and be functional, productive members of society? And so, you know, this is essentially two birds, one dog kind of as a scenario. You get the pepper out there helping victims and you have the inmates that are in there for a reason, helping make the peppers out there in the world. And I think that's one of the reasons why this got a big, long article. This is a big, long article for, for Ink Space in the Milwaukee Journal. Uh, but, um, you know, you what know do you what? think? Good. Good. Yeah. I want more. I would love to see more ink on paper highlighting this type of behavior. Good things in the world. Oh, man, you need it. Like you, when you said you were like, I'm going to talk about Pepper. I was like, I want to be on this. <laughs> yeah, well, we talk about a bunch of stuff in headlines, right? And very often it's about how things are getting reported wrong or this bad thing or that bad thing. Casual Fridays are when I nerd out. We talk about whatever. Uh, and in this particular case, we talk about happy, good dogs. Uh, that are helping people through very trying times. So I, I think it's I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Uh, have you heard of programs like this, by the way, Rob? Um, programs with I inmates doing about this kind the, of thing? the inmate training. And I, when you were talking about it, when you're talking about the restorative aspect of the justice system, um, yeah. the, I think the best example I can think of is like the people who say, I regret what I did during sentencing, right? The restorative part of this program is basically saying, okay, you regret what you did, prove it. Yeah. Make well, everybody's a not course. a lost cause, right? They're not all hardened and going to never be productive at all. And, and so if society can come through for them in some fashion, uh, that society should try. <laughs> yeah. Now there's something, I mean, there, there's definitely a filtering program. There's definitely a way that they're selecting the appropriate inmates to do this type of training. Yes. And as long as that selection method is, is there and judging by Pepper, the good girl's performance during this trial, I would say that they did the selection process just right. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, you don't want angry prisoners training your your emotional support nope. dogs. That's not going to go nope. well. Don't want Michael Vick touching my dog. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> JTSD certainly isn't a one-trick dog program. Its organizers say the organization's core mission is to produce service dogs for people struggling with post-traumatic stress syndrome, a condition often, though not exclusively, associated with military personnel emerging from combat. But... As this story shows, Journey Together also trains dogs for other special uses. We have a dog that goes to work each day at the Christine and Domestic Abuse Center, said Brenda uh, Sirkion. I'm sure that's a terrible pronunciation. I apologize, Brenda. JTSD's training director. One dog works at a charter school for autistic children. Another is with Gold Cross Ambulance Service in Appleton. And one is with the Sparta Police Department. I'm, I'm really intrigued by the ambulance 
Is there a dog in an ambulance somewhere in Appleton? Is and I, I would imagine that like uh, imagine that your significant other or your parent or your mom or your dad or your somebody that you know is being taken away in an ambulance. Yeah, and you're watching that happen. Yeah, and they're like, "Here is this lovely puppy." Please pet the puppy while we're taking care of your mom and dad and trying to make them better. But here's a puppy to help you feel like you're not alone. I hey, maybe that's exactly how it works. I, it's just I, I I would never think of it in this context. I I love a, the domestic abuse center here. I school for autistic children. These are these are very good use cases in my head. Uh, I intuitively, um, but this was the one that jumped out at me. Is like, huh? I wonder how that works in practice. Um, but uh, yeah, so they do a bunch of these different things. And that's going to come up because uh, this actually had to have a fundraising done for Pepper because this isn't what that group does as a core mission. Uh, they helped start the prison dog training program at the Oshkosh prison in 2012. The inmates are volunteers who work without pay as they train the dog over 20 to 28 months, sometimes with added help from the organization's non-prison volunteers afterward before the dog is placed. So they need to train it a little bit more after the fact. But inmates' roles extend even further. The JTSD program is unusual in that the inmates help train not only the dogs, but also involved in training the person who receives the dog. The program's mm. early success created an unusual supply and demand scenario. Over time, it became apparent that we had more qualified inmate dog trainers than we had dogs available for them to work with at the prison. Yeah, you keep training inmates to be good with dogs. Uh, you only have so many dogs to place. The sweet disposition of dogs such as Pepper isn't an afterthought. From the beginning, officials are very selective about what canines are considered. Service work is not a job for all dogs, she said. We work with breeders and carefully select puppies that have the best chance of successfully being matched with an individual with a disability. We carefully raise our puppies to become confident and enthusiastic workers for their human partners. We play a wide variety of training games so that the dogs develop a love for learning. This is a person that has found their calling. She wanted to do everything she could to make sure we got the right dog for the right job, Dunn said, noting JTSD's selection of a Labrador retriever for its people skills and its intelligence. Are, are, are labs known for people skills? These, these are things I don't know about Labradors. I just know them for eating drywall. <laughs> that sounds like a personal story. You had a Labrador eat your drywall, Rob? No, I had friends. I had to do drywall patches on friends' houses because the, the dog <laughs> ate through a closet. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, usually JTSD, which depends on donations to cover its expenses, provides service dogs to the end users at no charge with the condition that the recipients cover all costs for the dog companions from that point forward. You take over the dog care. In the case of Waukesha County's Victim Witness Assistance Program, however, the training costs for Pepper had to come from the county, given that the nature of the program was outside JTSD's core mission. To that end... Prison inmates weren't the only ones who played a key role in bringing Pepper to Waukesha. A student-led organization at the Waukesha County Technical College were integral. Kappa Theta Rho, the criminal justice club of the Waukesha County Technical College, heard about our efforts to implement a facility dog program and embarked on a fundraising campaign on Pepper's behalf. Carrie Ann Yerkes, WCTC faculty advisor for the criminal justice club, said members who were made aware of Dunn's efforts to acquire a dog to aid crime victims were particularly enthusiastic about the training program and what it meant for inmate rehabilitation. One of the reasons we really liked the project was because it was not just about victim witness services, but the restorative justice aspect of Journey Together. So now you're taking victims, offenders, and law enforcement, putting them all together to try to do something better in this world. And I think that right now, that's really needed. It's a happy article, folks.
Oh, like, I just like I just feel so much better. Casual Friday, tonic. <laughs> like I just feel better. The club <laughs> raised a thousand dollars through the sale of WCTC coffee mugs, enough funding to feed Pepper for a year. Yerk said that the effort was merely the first installment in a fundraising campaign the club plans to continue to benefit the Victim Witness Assistance Program. Dud said the county will continue to seek funds to cover other costs, such as the $600 vet bill resulting from a UTI Pepper suffered in the first three months on the job. Sad Pepper. That's no fun. Uh, and you can make donations here. They got a link here. You can see the link in the article if you're interested in donating to Pepper. Uh, and uh, that's it. But I mean, like, this is a long form article about a dog. Uh, in a major publication. So there you go. You got Pepper there. You got, you got Pepper tuckered out at the end of the trial, doing their doing her job. And I think, as Rob said, it just feels good. Like you see Journey Together Service Dog here. See the little? All, all the I little love little. I, I love the, it's so corny, but I love the vests on these dogs. Like it, it's, it's official. Give, it's give that dog. Uniform. Give yeah. Give that dog a uniform. Give that dog a uniform. He or she deserves it. Send send he or she out into the world and make make them do good. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, puppy. Yeah. So, folks, what do you think of Pepper? I, had, I think I know where this is going to go. What do you think of Pepper? Do you have dogs that you otherwise use? Might be sitting on your lap right now for your just generalized emotional support, or when you really need that dog. Are you a pet family? I'm really curious to hear from all of you. And were you expecting to see a dog at the press conference after after such a harrowing uh, and honestly somewhat traumatizing trial process in and of itself for all, those of us that aren't directly affected uh, in Waukesha? So, you know, let me know. Dusky186 says Pepper 10 out of 10 would pet again. <laughs> uh, we don't deserve animals. Hearts for Pepper. Uh, all sorts of good stuff. Love Pepper. Just. I, I don't blame anybody for saying this. Uh, Rob, I, I don't know this about you. Do you do you have a pet? Or have you had a pet? I, I yeah, I had dogs like yeah. all throughout my life. I'm I'm not with a pet right now because yeah. I spend too much time either at work or in the shop. Yep. Yep. No, you got to take care of them. See, that's but that's that's a reasonable position to have. Rob It's like, I'm not going to be able to take care of that dog. I'm not going to have a dog. Uh, and uh, I, I think. I think there are a lot of people that don't make that judgment call, but oh, I know, yeah, uh, yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm glad to hear it. We were, we had cats, and we had one big dog uh, when I was a kid. Uh, but I'm, I'm somewhat like you. It's like, man, I got so much going on, I wouldn't be able to take care of it. Now we do have a bearded dragon, bearded dragon. My daughter loves as an emotional support bearded dragon, but they are very different than fluffy dogs. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, and uh, and yeah, what 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 do you all think? I'm gonna grab some super chats. It's so nice to have a wonderful, casual Friday, happy spirit, emotional support dog conversation. I know some of you are going to need it, especially if you're Spartans uh, after tomorrow night. But what are you going to do? Oh, hey, look at look at look at a dog inspiring shots now. Like, it's going to be OK. Hey, one of the things I really love about college football is uh, the acceptability of just talking a little. I have nothing to do with this game. It could go completely south on me. Right. Uh, but you say, hey, I'm, I'm I'm proud of my team. You just put your emotional investment in something that is completely outside of your control, which is just a horrible decision to make as a life mm -hmm. as a lifetime commitment. Like there are so many more. My brother, who does not follow sports ball and, and is like looks at it like a weird thing, is like, um, it seems to affect you negatively more than positively, Rick. It's like, yeah, well, there's a lot more terrible losses and ridiculous referee calls and things like that than there are moments of glory. But my God, when you have that moment of glory. I'm still living high off the Ohio State win from last November. 
-hmm. still mm -hmm. a year folks, later folks in the chat you should see you should see rick's and my text message exchanges on saturdays it's funny <laughs> it's very funny <laughs> There's, yeah, there's emotional very, support. There's emotional support being cast via text it's, message. Well, it's been a good season for Michigan. So I love one where <laughs> Rob responds to me. I hope I'm allowed to say this. I should be allowed to say this. He's like, I got yeah. friends. I got friends from Michigan. I got friends from Penn State. I knew I'd be comforting somebody today uh, because Michigan smashed Penn State. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's the truth, though. It's the truth. And my wife is still like, oh, my God, what is what is Hangouts and Headlines even going to be like on the Monday after a loss for Michigan? We still don't know. We I, still I don't, don't know. You still don't know. I, I get like when you guys are playing it tight, I will get <laughs> surreptitious text message from Mrs. Hoaglaw. We've entered the silent phase of the conversation. <laughs> my kids, if, if there's a if there's a game I'm watching that I'm invested in. Uh, I'm a I'm a weird fan. I'm not a loud fan. I'm a very quiet, focused fan, as if my seriousness can be relayed through the broadcast system. Get it together, team. And my my kids hate it. They'll come and they'll see me on the couch and be like, they'll they'll look at me and they'll just like back out of the room like Homer Simpson into a hedge. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And if anyone in the chat has not followed Rick on the Twitter machine that we think is the dumpster fire, if anyone hasn't followed him on there on Saturdays, just go on his just refresh because you get real time updates and commentary of a spicy variety sometimes. Depends on how the game's going. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's funny. American football, and I know my uh, European uh subscribers here and followers on uh, hangouts and headlines will, will complain about this and rightfully so american football has so much time to like tweet so it's like you can do it between plays uh that so it's like oh my god i can't believe they didn't show replay i really get mad at fox's broadcasting if that sounds good to you at hoglo on twitter folks like and subscribe <laughs> uh i love the people that come in and like oh my god rick is really into football <laughs> Oh, it's my favorite part of Saturdays. Like I like we get off of Lawyers and Dragons, and I just I I just go ahead and like hit refresh, and I wait until to see what. So what Rob doesn't tell he isn't telling you right now, but he did the biggest party fall of all, which is post on Lawyers and Dragons. I'm taping, <laughs> I'm taping the Michigan Penn State game, and Rob goes, "It's gonna be fine, Rick. It's six to zero. <gasps> you did not just do that. Oh, the murder stare that came across." <laughs> Rick's hysterical oh, on Saturdays, and then a very different Rick on Sunday for the line. <laughs> yes, yeah, the fatalistic, the, the, the so the so emotionally invested, and then the fatalistic that you see on Sunday. It is, it's like the weekend highlight reel. It is awesome. I so, see the Lions. If you're going to be a Lions fan, you have to have this level of emotional detachment that you're just you're just like, well. That sure was an unusual set of things that happened to the Lions just then. Who could have expected the double fumble score on the other side? What are you going to do? Yep, you're. you're uh, keep in mind, you're talking to a Washington fan. Like <laughs> the, our one win. <laughs> one team has lost to the Detroit Football Lions. It is the Washington Commanders. Oh. My my daughter who likes to mock me now. She's, she's, she's turning 13 very, very soon. She's been 13 for years. She likes to mock and she'll sit with me with the lines and be like, why do you hate such a terrible team? How do you live with being a fan of this terrible theme of football? And then she'll look at like the one and be like, 
who in the heck lost to the Lions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you reached the point yet where you're like, where you actually look back here, you're like, you know, it was funny when you were younger. You're right about the age where it stops being funny and you get mm, to spend the night outside. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Chelsea, uh, my eldest has been a teenager for, it, it, there wasn't a preteen phase. It was, it was teenager all the way. Um, so, uh, she's a lot of fun. She's great, but she's a full on adult when it comes to argumentation. I don't know where she gets all of this. She just likes to argue point after point after point. She likes to critically parse what I say. Where does this even come from? I have no idea. I have no idea, but she really likes to mock my love of the lions. <laughs> Nazy, feel bad for Washington fans. I'm in Virginia too, Rob, and y'all are everywhere. Bless your hearts. Hearts emoji. <laughs> Bless your hearts. Bless your heart. I'm pretty sure your owner is going to be the first owner in the history of professional sports in America to get ousted. Please. (laughs) Please. We've been been begging for that one for years. We'll do a casual Friday after Dan Snyder gets ousted. We'll have Rob on. He'll be in a party hat. It'll be like New Year's Eve. He'll have one of those giant kazoo things. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, That's a fantastic idea. Mrs. Hoaglaw with also some shade. I need an emotional therapy for dealing with the lawyers in our house, including me and my daughter, I think. No doubt. All right. right, Let's hit some super chats. Let's get people on our way for their Fridays. Let's get Rob on his way. I'm sure he has some busyness to attend to as well. Here's Papa Hogue back with another super chat to tell us his five favorite Twilight Zones, I believe. Walking Distance. I knew this. I knew Walking Distance was one of his favorites. That's a nostalgia play on that fact that you can't go home again. Eye of the Beholder, which I named. Death Ship, he loves that one. Dad loves a good time loop, folks. Franklin the Slot Machine. And finally, who said this was heaven? Nana still loves you. I love Nana. Hearts and happy face emojis. Uh, You know, Franklin the Slot Machine, I think I prefer the version of this that is um, Nick of Time, which is William Shatner with a tiny Mm. little, um, with a tiny little fortune telling machine at his table. Yeah. Yeah, and whether or not... You can control fate. I love a good story where uh, you're hoisted on your own petard by trying to avoid fate. Goes back to the Greeks, I think, uh, but also made really, really approachable in Twilight Zone. Thank you, Papa Hogue. I appreciate it. Those are good choices, by the way. Uh, Ninyal 1994, which is bigger, college football or the NFL? NFL by orders of magnitude, uh, but college football, I would argue, engenders more emotional investment um, from people that get into it. 100% Um, by far, Nine Inch Nails, Cal. Yeah. So the NFL is a lot bigger in terms of revenues, money, advertisements. Um, It's the biggest sport that we have here in America. Uh, But um, college football is where it's at. Uh, And look, geographically, I've had the Lions my whole life. So there there wasn't the opportunity to emotionally attach to that team very much. I did when I was younger. That's a mistake. Young Lions fans, don't be. Don't do it. Mr. Miyagi, don't don't be there. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> you got to get to that level of detachment that maybe is unhealthy, but will allow you to watch their games. Chrissy Lee, I know it's very different, but I'm actually working on getting a support dog to live with me. I have spina bifida. I apologize on that. Spina bifida. Spina bifida. Thank you, Rob. Survivor of DV and have seizures. Lowering my stress and anxiety lowers my symptoms. That's awesome. That is awesome. The, the lowering of stress and anxiety, not the rest of the stuff, which is less awesome. Definitely. Uh, but I hope you get that. I hope you get a support dog, and I hope it helps a lot because that mm-hmm. that sounds like the kind of thing that uh, would help a lot. Thank you so much for the super check, Chrissy. And I'm I think, sorry 
to hear about the rest. Finding these programs, like to you guys that are watching right now, if you like hearing these stories, like I, Chrissy's a longtime supporter of both Hoag's channel and, you know, she's supported my channel since the start. Yeah. These programs, they need, they need donations. So rather than send money to us, you guys send it to those programs. Uh, look for it in your area. They're there. Hey, I, I think that's a great idea, Rob. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Chrissy, I hope you get that support dog and I hope you feel better. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Vicky at the warehouse. Happy Friday. It's one of my favorites. Friday. We made it. Good Lord. What a week. I can't speak to everybody. I feel like I start every casual Friday episode being like, oh my God, what a week. As it turns out, having like three jobs at once is quite the, quite the thing. You mean you're <laughs> sleep deprived too? Oh my God. I don't know what sleep is. <laughs> uh, it, hey, I love every bit of this. I love these conversations. We got a thousand people at 843 in the morning. Okay. So I love all of this. Uh, but yeah, wow. Uh, you know, I've been working on investment documents. I'm trying to even get into a closing, uh, doing all this stuff. Uh, Rob has undoubtedly been doing this, the stuff that he does while he's preparing Friday night frenzy while he's doing trials of the century. How'd that go by the way, my man? That was great. Uh, we finished up Salem witch trials. I think next week, depending on our favorite Canadian, whether he's, he's on the men or, yeah. uh, or not, we're going to try God, and I push out. So. Yeah. I think we're going to try and do, um, at least a preview. We're going to try and release uh, the next three weeks so people know what we're covering. Oh, a schedule. Cool. Hey, I will check that out. That sounds good. Done 19 episodes already. I can't. Can you see? So, Rob, this is one of the things that I find funny about this job, which is that I, I think people heard, I think you saw on the Twitter, uh, I, YouTube sends me a note that says, Congratulations on your 1000th video on Wednesday. And it's like, I, I like to work, but honestly, I was almost a little embarrassed by the fact that the fourth anniversary of the real opening of the channel isn't for another month. And it's like, I'm sorry, am I averaging like 250 plus videos a year? <laughs> sorry, look everybody. You, look at what you've done this year. Now, I love it because I get to wake up and you spend, you basically get me through my mornings, hey. most mornings. And every now and then I wake up early ish for me and I jump on and hang out with you. It's, but we these are these animals. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, I, hey, I love it. Um, but yeah, we went from, we went from virtual legality as the one show to basically doing three. <laughs> and that's been, uh, that's been fun. Actually, four, because I have to do question time very soon because of my awesome supporters and I have to schedule that maybe Halloween. Uh, so we'll do a Halloween question time. Maybe I'll wear a hat or something, a uh, different hat, magic hat. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, a couple more super chats. Ningal 1994, my staff, he was a rescue. Now he has my eyes and more. That is awesome, Ningal. I'm so glad that so many people are having good experiences with, with animals. And Jojo with a super sticker. Thank you so much, Jojo. I really appreciate the support for the channel. Uh, it, is, uh, it is a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of fun to have these conversations with y'all. I'm glad that we can have them about some fun stuff on Fridays as well as other days, but not as often because there's a lot of serious stuff to cover. <laughs> Honestly, if this weren't a Friday, I almost certainly would have been doing a Hangouts and Headlines on that open employee letter. But instead, it's going to be virtual legality, I think. Mm -hmm. So get excited for that. Mav with a super chat. I have major depression and had a wonderful dog, but I ultimately gave her to a family that could give her a better life. I miss her. I'm so sorry, Mav. And I'm so sorry about your depression. Hopefully that can get better. I know that, uh, I know that that's not 
<laughs> I know that that's not useful. Uh, you know, but uh, uh, the Hogue family has dealt with that before, and I, I know it really sucks. So, thank you for the super chat. I really do hope that um, I hope that it gets better for you. I just found out. Oh, I just found out in Michigan, people call the night before Halloween Devil's Night. Is that is that a Michigan thing? I thought that was an everywhere thing. Is that is that just an us thing? I didn't know it was called Devil's Night. Well, so uh, historically in Michigan, especially in Detroit, there's been a history of kind of breaking stuff uh, on the day before Halloween. So it's Devil's Night. Um, I don't think it's as much as when I was a kid, uh, but that's that's where that came from, as far as I know. But I was, a, I thought it was other places as well. You never know what's just regional to you sometimes. <laughs> but yes, we do have Devil's Night. That is very true. All right, folks. Uh, good morning, all. I think it's just a Michigan thing. I lived in Ontario, which is practically Michigan. Never heard that term. Uh, Devil's Night when you TP houses and smash pumpkins. That's kind of the benign version of Devil's Night. We've had like fires and things. Um, mm. It's called Mischief Night in, Rose in Rhode Island. They burn mm -hmm. up where you are. We had a mischievous night as a kid, but not where I live now. They're trying to change it to... Oh, it's going too fast. They're trying to change it to Angels Night to combat the fires, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that's down here in Memphis. Might be like a regionalized Midwestern thing. Um, yeah. Invest in a paintball gun and just that's that's what I would do. <laughs> and no, I'm talking about the people that come. You come and try damage property. You're going to get hit with some paintballs at high velocity. Well, there you go. There you go. Rob, come and see us at the DCAG's office. We have our own support <sighs> dog for juvenile victims. Happens to also be named Pepper. Oh, that's a fantastic idea. Hey. Jill, let me give me contact info and Twitter or wherever. DM Rob. Yep. People come and visit your Pepper. I will visit the Puppers. <laughs> pupper. Pepper the Pupper. Pepper the Pupper. <laughs> pepper the Pupper. Uh, suburban New York called it a gate night. Yeah. All right. As a teenager in Ohio, going to hell was a thing. We have a city named Hell, Rob. I don't like that. Uh, in Wisconsin, never heard of Devil's Night. All right, folks. It's Friday. <laughs> We've We're going to We've got far afield. <laughs> we got more chats coming in. I'm sure there's various versions of Devil's Night across the country. Thank you so much for the super chats, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me here this morning. Rob, you got Friday Night Frenzy tonight. So uh, we'll look forward to it. I will, uh, I will check in on you. Maybe probably watch you in the background while I otherwise watch those horror movies that you don't like. Uh, mm -hmm. with, uh, with my friend and my daughter. Uh, but everybody else, have a wonderful Friday. Have a great weekend, unless you're a Spartan. And everybody, I will see you on Lawyers and Dragons tomorrow morning where we're just going to be chatting, having essentially a super hangouts and headlines with Lawyers and Dragons is the topic. So if that sounds fun to you, come join us at 10 a.m. tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, and I'm also on the BitCast on Sunday. If you don't like any of those things, that's cool too. Like and subscribe on the way out. And I will see you on the next episode of Hangouts and Headlines next Monday. Goodbye, everybody, and have an absolutely great